Is Dr. Ken a prescription for comedy you should get filled? Welcome to the TV-holic previews, where we help you find the prime in prime time by checking out new shows and letting you know ahead of time which ones are worth watching. I'm Jason the TV-holic, and on this episode we are taking a look at ABC's new comedy, Dr. Ken, which is about a brilliant physician with no bedside manner, who is always trying to be a good doctor as well as a good husband and dad to his two kids. This doesn't seem to always go well for him. But luckily, his therapist wife is there to keep things even keel. It stars Ken Jeong as Dr. Ken Park, who has been on NBC and now Yahoo's Community uh, and the Hangover movies, and who is also actually a doctor in real life. So the story here is loosely based on his career as a doctor before becoming a comedian and actor, as well as loosely based on his family life. All I hope is that both of those things are much better than this. Uh, Susie Nakamura plays his wife, Allison, the therapist mentioned earlier. You may have seen her on the short-lived Go On, which we can add to the list of shows that I would have liked to see go on. Then at work are Dave Foley, who plays sort of the head of the HMO, or you know is the guy running things. If you're in Canada, you may have recently seen him on CTV's Spun Out, uh, but he is probably best known for NBC's News Radio, and way back in the day on the Canadian sketch show The Kids in the Hall. Tisha Campbell Martin plays. Nurse Demona, she of the long-running ABC's My Wife and Kids, and also Fox's Martin. Jonathan Slavin plays Clark, another nurse that works for Dr. Ken, who was great as Phil on ABC's Better Off Ted. Kate Simsies plays Julie, another doctor in the office, who was last seen on ABC's Terrible Mixology. Dr. Ken's children are played by Krista Marie Yu, plays his daughter Molly. Uh, She's popped up here and there on things, but this is her first series regular role. And then Albert Tsai plays his son Dave. He was fantastic as Bert on ABC's Trophy Wife. The show is created and co-executive produced by Zhang And as I said, it's based uh, loosely on his family life and being an actual doctor. Uh, The other co-executive producer is Annette Sahakian-Davis. She has been the co-executive producer on things like ABC's The Goldbergs and Fox's Breaking In, both things that I liked. But then has also been the co-executive producer on things like TBS's Minute Work and Fox's Till Death. Uh, which both come much closer to what we see here than the previous two. Uh, going into this, I you know always try and keep an open mind, but being centered around Ken Jong, who was my least favorite part of Community, didn't really have high hopes going into it. 
And then also, I'm not a comedy snob where I don't mind the multicam filmed in front of a live studio audience and the laugh track. The problem with those things are when you're not laughing and you hear the laughing, it just makes you realize what they thought was funny and what you don't think is funny. And man, does this show point a lot of that out. I subjected myself to the first two episodes, even after watching the first one. Uh, They put up a second episode, so I thought I would try that one out to see if maybe things worked out a little bit better. They did not. I mean, it's really strange. I mean, there's a lot to work with here. Uh, The cast is great. I mean, I've liked pretty much everybody except for the lead (laughs) in lots of other things, and we're talking about something set in the medical field. You know, there's plenty of issues and things to make fun of and talk about and bring some sort of point of view on. But it seems that all the comedy just, I mean, it hits all the cliches and tropes that, I mean, nothing's new. You're going to hit on these same situations that have been tried, but you got to bring something to them. These just feel just really stale and just fall flat not big on Ken Jong's sort of over-the-top antics and the way he goes off on things, and it doesn't make it any more funny. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like, maybe if I move around and make weird faces, I'll distract from how bad this is. But that doesn't work. But like I said, you, it's not like you're you're going to hit on you know new situations or something. You're going to be doing things that have been done before. But take a show from this past summer from the CW significant mother, every episode hits on something or, you know, trope that you've seen, you know, a thousand times before on a comedy. But for some reason that group and the way that things are written, there's a liveness to it and it's just fun. And there's some piece of ingredient that they're completely missing here. Uh, granted, that is a single camera and this is a, a multicam, but they're still hitting on some of the same types of things that you've seen before, but yet they work in that situation. So uh, obviously it can be done. Also, the second episode that I watched is, was apparently filmed as the third episode. So they're already starting to move things around, uh, trying to get as they might do, which is trying to get a strong, you know, stronger episodes in early for people to latch onto. And, but man, if this, if the third episode is stronger than what was originally going to be the second episode, wow, I can only imagine how bad the second episode must be. While it's not as big a deal on a comedy to move things around because there doesn't always tend to be as much continuing storyline where moving an episode here or there makes it feel completely out of place. So that's not the big deal. It's just that they obviously don't seem to be feeling too strongly about it either. For the most part, I'd say if you're looking for a good comedy in the medical field about a doctor with a terrible bedside manner, I would seek out Becker that starred Ted Danson and ran for six seasons on CBS. That one actually is funny, especially the early seasons of that. But if you end up trying this one out, or if you're a Last Man Standing fan and you just keep watching 
when that one's over. Dr. Ken premieres Friday, October 2nd on ABC following Last Man Standing, which I think the most interesting thing about Dr. Ken and that time slot is that it's going to be scheduled up against NBC's Truth Be Told. Spoiler alert is also absolutely terrible. And so it'll be the duel between the two worst shows. <laughs> Uh, as always, I'll have links to the official site as well as a clip of the show in the show notes at tvholic.com slash previews slash Dr. Kin. And you can now subscribe to the TVaholic previews in iTunes. You can find it by searching iTunes or you can go to tvholic.com slash previews slash iTunes and it'll take you uh, right to it. Uh, and you can also now find the TVaholic previews in Stitcher. So if you're using the, the Stitcher app, you can find it there, or you can go to tvholic.com slash previews slash Stitcher, and that'll take you right to the page about the show there or into the app if you're on your device as opposed to your desktop. Uh, also, if you're interested in finding out more about some of ABC's other fall offerings, you can check out episode 289 of TV Times 3 at tvtimes3.com slash 289 where I had Amory from MyTakeOnTV.com and Tina Charles from TVGoodness.com on to talk about all of ABC's new fall shows. And let me know if you're going to check out Dr. Kin, or if you do end up che checking out Dr. Kin, let me know what you think about it in the show notes. You can drop a comment or send me an email at previews at TVaholic.com. And until next time, this has been the TVaholic Previews, Dr. Kin.